Welcome to the CRA Resource Show. CRA Resources is a unique recruitment agency with the single focus of providing CRA staffing for clinical studies across North America. My name is Becky Clark and I'm Operations Manager here at CRA Resources. And today we're sitting down with Angela Roberts, Head of Recruiting and special guest Kathleen Hanlon. Kathleen is a seasoned clinical operations consultant. We have worked with Kathleen in the past as a hiring manager. She's a senior level VP consulting in the industry and has managed, overseen, and developed the monitoring group and their interactions with sponsor vendors and clinical teams. So before we get started, make sure to visit CRAresources.com blog to catch up on our latest blog posts. You can also sign up there to get this content delivered to your inbox. So I'll turn it over to Angela and she can give us some more details about our topic today. So our topic today, and, and you know, I mentioned this, I think the last the the last time we we did a podcast with uh, a senior level hiring manager is our topics are very limited because we are a recruiting company. So it's only going to be a handful of things. But today we're going to talk about interviewing. But it's important because we're going to talk about the difference of providing general responses versus detailed responses. Why it's important. We're going to give you some examples so that you as an interviewer can be a little more prepared. And as a hiring manager, you know where to dig so that you can identify better quality candidates, especially in this huge pool of candidate market that we're dealing with. So, Ms. Kathleen, when you are hiring a CRA, talk to me about what you're looking for as it relates to a general response to a question versus what you really are looking for in the details that may or may not be provided by the candidate. Yeah, sure. Thank you, Angela. So, you know, I think um, it's important to preface this discussion with just an understanding that the uh, environment is becoming much more competitive mm-hmm. than it has in the past. And I think that, you know, certainly um, honing your interview skills and, and sort of, you know, really uh, targeting what hiring managers are looking for is going to improve your uh, employment experience. So that's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. happy to help with that. Mm-hmm. So your question was uh, regarding when people answer questions sort of generically, and I'll give mm-hmm. an example with that. And you say, okay, tell me about yourself and your experience. Um, what I, as a hiring manager, and I know others um, are really looking for is, what do you bring, right? So tell mm-hmm. me what, number one, you know, what is your experience? And be honest and robust yeah. about what your experience is, because the hiring manager should push and figure out, okay, so you said you worked on this indication for five years. What did you do? How many, you know, how many data logs were there? Um, how many, you know, sites did you have? How frequently were you there? How were your relationships with those sites, et cetera? Um, you know, that level is 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 kind of what we need to understand mm-hmm, so i would mm-hmm. i would encourage you as you're answering that question to think about you know what you obviously being robust and transparent about your experience but also highlighting what you really love to do and what you're mm-hmm. really good at right and yeah. maybe that's you know i love um helping the site figure out the lab kit or i love um, you know, helping 
the site when they have really difficult medical, whatever it is, right? Tell us, let us know, mm-hmm. give us some stories that, you know, help us to understand the strength of your experience. And most importantly, what people want to know is what was the impact, right? And, you know, sure, if the impact is increased enrollment and perfect data, wonderful. That's not always the case, though. I the agree. impact could be mm-hmm. just, um, you know, that you helped a site that was really frustrated with the sponsor continue for the next study, you know, whatever it is, but think about what your services are, what value do they bring the company that is interviewing you, right? Mm Because there are several people to choose from now. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, And, you know, you really want to put your best foot foot forward. And it also helps to identify, um, you know, those roles that may focus on the opportunities or the, the strengths that you that you have outlined for us. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, we talk about this all the time is I think job seekers fail to remember that their job application is not about them. I get it. They got a mortgage payment. They got kiddos. They got to go to college. They've got all that stuff. You're working in this industry for money and money is needed to survive on. I get all of that. But what whenever you're applying for jobs, it has to be a a match. I call it a marriage in, in a lot of ways to where you're going to be aligned with that company. And and the only way you can do that is to be extremely transparent, open and honest about what you do bring to the table. And you got to, you got to think about the company in order to be able to articulate that. Don't you you? have to, Mm -hmm. you have to plan for each, for each company. You have to think about what phases of trials are they in? You know, Mm -hmm. where are they? Have I worked with those sites before? You Mm -hmm. know, do I know this PI very well? Sort of selling yourself. Mm-hmm. is more than just I'm available. I would agree. And we see that a lot. And I know there's a lot of recruiting agencies out there oh. that uh, will just, and we see this all the time, a CRA will say, hey, we've got this ophthalmology study or we've got this, that, or the other. And they're like, yes, yeah, submit me. We're like, no, that's not the way it works. <laughs> We're not <laughs> going to do that. You know, and, and it, to me, that's a little frightening because they're just, well, submit me and I'll go talk to them yeah. and see if I'm interested. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. I want to talk to you about your ophthalmology experience. I want to understand yeah. what indications you've had. I want to know how complex they are. I want to know if yeah. you love the field because if you really don't want to, to do on ophthalmology, you want to do something else, I need to know that because I want to put you where you're going to stick. So we need to have a real transparent discussion. And often, and they'll, you know, they'll say, yeah, I've got 10 years of oncology. Okay, what kind of oncology? Well, I do this, that, or the other. And then you start really digging into, okay, well, talk to me about your endpoints. What were some of the challenges on the study? Did they have problems with recruitment at sites? And how did you help them with that? And they, there's like a deer caught in headlights. They don't yes. remember yes. any details yes. whatsoever. Yes. And that's awful, awful. Well, it is. It is because, you know, you're, they're looking to you to you know, understand your experience beyond just, it's not just recruitment. Yeah. Right. Recruitment is one, you always hear about recruitment because. That's always the problem. (laughs) Recruitment is money, right? But a good CRA is is so much more. Yeah. So much more than that. And so, you know, people who are, um, people who know sort of what they want to look for, they don't just want somebody who says that they are, you know, available. Well, what, what can you uniquely bring, right? Because, of course, and you, as the recruiting agency, want to staff the best people 
mm-hmm. for that job, right? Yep. And you have many jobs. So you have mm-hmm. different groups of the best people, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that that one op- ophthalmology job, you're not going to get another call for another month. There are. Exactly. But, yeah. you know, you want to make it a really quality presentation. Yeah. yeah, and I would interject and say that that presentation even starts at the resume level because mm-hmm. we yes. have clients who even push back before even the interview takes place. They push back on the resume because it's too generic. You know, yep. they just bullet point the same task yes. over and over yeah. for every yeah. CRA position. And they don't yeah. say uniquely what happened here and how did you provide value and That's what distinguishes really this mm-hmm. contract from another contract and whatnot. And yeah. you speak to that on your resume first. First, and then you can take that information, translate that to your interview because you already know how to distinguish yourself. Do it at every level. I love that's that. That's a beautiful point. That's a, that's mm-hmm. ex, that's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. We were just looking for um, a senior director level for a client of ours, which is kind of an unusual um, position for us because we do focus mostly on CRAs. But there was this gal that came through, and she had copied the job description. Of, of her last positions and that was what was on her resume and it was obvious that that's what she had done because there were there were sentences in there that said may contribute to oh the writing of the oh monitoring God. plan oh and I'm God. thinking to myself Lord have mercy there's no I, I have no idea what this lady did or did not do and what I'm looking for especially at the senior level senior CRAs lead CRAs and above I want to know what you accomplished I want to know well, what your wins it. were and so you know just one thing I wanted to add to Becky's point earlier was to be able to put the outcome onto mm-hmm. your resume, right? It doesn't have to be elaborate. It can be a sentence. It can be a phrase. And then you use that during during the interview. Mm-hmm. Because to that point, people want to understand what you do, how you do, and how it ended up. Yeah, it, that's right? exactly right. Right? Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and like, like I said to you, it can be more than just I increase the speed of enrollment. That's It's not the only thing that is, I mean, that's very valuable. If it's true and you can articulate exactly what you did to increase the speed of enrollment, because we all know it's not just one player, it's a dance, it's it's a cast of, you know, people that work on this, you know, together. So I think if you, you know, if you think about, um, you know, just really selling yourself and and taking pride in Mm -hmm. what you do and what you offer, um, I think it's going to help you very quite quite a bit on these interviews. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And taking pride in it in a sense that, I mean, we see a lot of senior folks who say, you know what, I have so many years of experience. Take my word for it. This is what I've done. It doesn't work. (laughs) Exactly. You got to have the pride in it to be able to articulate it over and over and over again. And don't assume people know what you've done in that bank of 20 years. Sure, you think you're qualified, but you got to go the extra mile to articulate that to each hiring manager because you've got to knock their socks off. It's not a given. Yes. And I can tell you as a hiring manager, I can see somebody with a resume has five years experience somebody with a resume that has 25 years experience and I can go for the for the for the five year very frequently if it's if it's a stronger um, if it's a stronger indication of what that person's going to actually do yeah yeah sometimes so you can feel the energy too in the resume rely, can't you 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And don't rely on the on your years of experience because you know somebody said this to me once and it's very true. You can say you have 20 years of experience as a CRA. Have you been doing the same thing for 20 years? Or have you increased your responsibilities and your oversight throughout the years? That's what that's what I want to hear about. Yeah, the progression and the, the progression. variety, right? And yeah, and yeah. and frankly, maybe you have stayed doing the same level, but there's still more there. What you know, what's the interest there? People are going to probe on it. It's not going to be accepted. Well, you have 20 years. Okay, come on in. You yeah. know, you're not you're, you're not applying to work at McDonald's. You're applying to work in clinical research, which relies on patient data and and is a very uh, it's a large industry. And it's and it's as I said earlier, it's becoming more and more competitive. And the need to really um, articulate the value that you bring um, very, very important. Yeah, you want to show that you're a results-driven professional and yep. that you're looking for the results. And you're going yeah. in, you're not just going in to do SDV and check the red reg binder and answer any questions that the yeah. site has. You want to, what's the result? What's the point of the project? And what are you doing to help that yes. company achieve that point of the project? And and that's no matter what your title and what your role is, especially, in, in, and we touched on this when we were prepping for this call, is, you know, this industry, the pendulum swings back and forth between companies yes. that use a CRO and then companies that decide they don't want to use a CRO. And yes. when they bring those ClinOps in-house, they're concerned about how they manage those end yes. results. And the CRAs that come on board, it's a whole different ballgame, isn't it, Kathleen? Well, it is. It is. And I will tell you, I'm seeing, you know, more and more, and I don't, I'm sure you are too, um, companies, you know, pretty small, some large companies and some small to mediums, I've been interacting more with the small to mediums that, you know, are saying, you know, we really want to bring things in house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and have we done that before, you know, mm-hmm. and what does that look like? And, you know, fortunately, um, I did have the opportunity to, to have that experience and understand the need is, you know, if you can have a team of really committed, um, excellent collaborative monitors that work well together, you could have a very secure job yep. for a number of years in the future. I but agree. I do think the industry is going to be changing a bit from that anonymous person that goes to the site to know it's Sally Sue and I know exactly, or John or whoever, and I know exactly when they're going to the site and what is expected of them and, Mm -hmm. you know, how this wraps up. That's going to be, I think, the way that the industry is moving because everything is getting tighter. I agree. I absolutely agree. And I think to that point, that's the reason why, and we are seeing obviously a lot of fraudulence in the industry. And, you know, Kathleen, you and I have talked about that at nauseum and different instances, but, you know, um, and I think that's the other aspect as to why, even if you're a senior level CRA, you're competing with individuals who show they've got 10, 15, 20 years experience and they work at Verizon. They don't have any experience and they've paid the fee to learn how to pass interviews. They 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 can pass an interview, a generic one, just like you can. And they have a pleasing personality and they snow people. They trick hiring managers all day, every day. We see it. I will tell you right now, we've got a a big sponsor that's looking for CRA twos. Mm -hmm. 
they've got five open positions and of course we posted it we'll see your a2s it's like a flipping free-for-all right we got like hundreds of people coming through our portal and i would say over 60 percent of them because i i jumped in and helped the team manage it over 60 percent of them are fraudulent i got resumes coming in from people that their digital footprint shows they they live in other countries um they'll say they work with that da- they they live in dallas texas but they'll provide the dallas pennsylvania zip code you know and then they're like well why aren't you responding to my application i'm like because you don't know what you're doing i mean it's really frustrating and that's a team that only deals with CRAs all day, every day. You yeah. hiring managers out there that are trying to hire yeah. a team and you're yeah. getting pummeled with these people. It's scary. What would you say to those hiring managers that need the details, but they are being buried by applicants of the underqualified and the fraudulent candidates? Well, I think the key is to really identify identify the fraudulent candidates as quickly as possible right Mm -hmm. and that it could be in your first couple of questions you know you can ask them you know um a very specific question related to their experience and an indication and you can understand Mm -hmm. they worked in it or not or something related related to monitoring i mean you certainly want to um weed that out uh, Mm -hmm. as quickly as possible but that's a point of you know that even makes it even worse (laughs) to the situation in terms of, you know, you not only um, just need to, you know, show your value, but, you know, you're, you need to show that you're real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because there could be a perception if people don't know you or they haven't worked with you. Um, you know, you really, people like to hire people that they're comfortable with. It's a connection. They feel, mm-hmm. One, did they say that you like them, right? Mm-hmm. I can hire people I don't personally think I would want to be friendly with, but I know that they bring something to the group that is needed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and you want to hire people who, you know, show that enthusiasm. You know, I really want to work for this company. Exactly. Even though you may have six companies that you want to work for. Guess what? Each one you go in. Oh, no, this is this is my, this is my number one. And this is this is why. I absolutely um, agree. Yeah, you got to yeah. show them. I, I tell them, you know, when you, I don't care if you've got 10 people offering you a job, you have got to be able to articulate in that interview why yeah. that company is the company that you want to work for. And exactly. if you, even if it's not a question that Kathleen says, tell me why you want to work for me, that may not be a question, but you better get that point across during that interview. Well, that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. Yeah. So I think that is spot on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. All right. So do we have any other thoughts on this topic? Any other things that, um, Kathleen, you can think of? Um, So, you know, I could go on and on about this, but I think we've, you know, really uh, clarified the salient points that I think are important for people to focus on Mm -hmm. and to remember and to bring forward um, in their upcoming interviews. And so certainly I'm happy to, you know, talk about this in the future, but good luck, everyone. (laughs) <laughs> I think the only other thing that I would add I just thought of was, you know, you, you talked about what distri- distinguishes people and their strengths. I think yeah. the only other thing is I think people need to be honest about their weaknesses, too. They need to show vulnerability during an interview and not yeah. be afraid to do yeah. that. You know what the key with that is, too, is it shows that you're self-aware. Yes. Right. 
right? Yes. But you also want to indicate how you mitigate it, what yes. what, what you've done to mm-hmm. overcome it. You don't want to say, you know, this is an ongoing challenge for me. But no, you know, over the years, this is one area where I have found I needed to apply myself more or I needed to take classes or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I continually work on it, but I, you know, I'm doing well at it. Yes. Yes. And in the context of showing that you're a real person, showing a real weakness and what you're doing to overcome it makes you connectable, makes you real. And it makes the person you're speaking with know that you do self-assess and that you care about yourself and the industry and the companies you work for. Yes. And Mm -hmm. really think about that question, too. I mean, I know sort of the go to answer is, you know. I put too much of myself in my work or something, you know, get over that. That that may have worked in your first I have little patience with people who don't work as hard as I do. That's a terrible answer. You want to be a team player, but, but do think about that because we all have stuff, right? And, you know, but the key is to choose to identify something that shows that you're self-aware and that, that you're working on it and that you're able to overcome it. That's perfect. I agree. I agree. I love I'd love that. to have you back, Miss Kathleen. Let's talk about we got we got a whole bunch of stuff we can talk about with you. And so awesome. I hope you'll come back and talk to us again. I would love to come back and talk to you too again. This oh, has been so much fun. Thank you so much, Kathleen. We have so enjoyed having you. Thank you, Angela, as well, and everybody out there who's listening at CRE Resources. We understand you have so many options when it comes to selecting which clinical recruiting company to partner with. Not only do we take pride in working with the highest quality CRAs and site managers, we also only work with quality pharmas, biotechs, and medical device companies and CROs who recognize the importance and value of a CRA's role. So feel free to reach out at CREresources.com for more information about our firm. We can't wait to work with you.